It's lucky number 13. It's on a pair. It's three friends talking about the game they love and the team they follow. Only it isn't. It's not three friends. It's two friends. It's just me and Peter de Somberg. Hi, Pete. Hello, Jim. How are you? I'm very well. We're a man down, Pete, aren't we? Well, the question is, will we notice him uh, that he's missing? Oh, like we couldn't notice Daryl Butler when he's in the room. <laughs> Blimey, the boy never shuts up. Um, yeah, we don't have Daz with us. He is training, and my God, does he need it. He's got uh, he's got key practice for the Unicorns cricket team. They've got a T20 game this Thursday, and after his run out for not having not faced a ball last time out, well, let's face it, work needed to be done. So you've got stuck here with the two grown-ups, I suppose, of the group. Um, let's start things in with, as we usually like to do. How was your week, Pete? Oh, it's uneventful, mate, to be honest. Uh, a week of work, so so nothing exciting. How about yours? Um, well, I mean, yeah, kind of the same. It was graft, wasn't it? We got a bit of cricket in, I suppose. Really, the th- the whole of our week hinged like it did for everyone else on the Euros. So two solid results for England. Uh, we're in the hat for the semis. you got to feel good about that. But that was pretty much it, mate, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Right, well, that's the um, Euros podcast taken care of. See you next week. No, um, right. <laughs> So, a few games to get through, all the usual bits and pieces, but, um, of course, we're going to start with the news. We're recording on a Monday, as we like to, uh, and I suppose the top story in the cricketing world at the moment is a certain James Anderson. He's taken his thousandth first-class wicket. It was for Lancashire against Kent at Old Trafford. Kent skittled out for 74. Jimmy Anderson, bowling from his own end, bowling from the James Anderson end, took seven for 19. A thousand first-class wickets. I mean, there's no point in trying to find the superlatives, Pete. He's just that good. He is just that good. And I've got a confession to make. Um, I remember watching James Anderson in his early years playing for Lancashire. And I think I said, I don't think he'll make it at an international level. <laughs> So, so 600 test wickets, 1,000 first-class wickets. Yeah, he, he didn't add up to much. <laughs> Just shows how qualified I am to talk on a cricket podcast. Hey, mate, it happens to the best of us. That's a crushing blow to your credibility. Although, I mean, at the start of it, he did admit when he was young, the Burnley Express, he was playing club cricket, he swung it, and he didn't really know how or why. You know, he didn't know how, he didn't know how or what he was doing. It was just going well. And he learnt his craft and more power to him. So, Jimmy Anderson, well done. Peter de Stomberg, get your scouting reports in tune next time. Um, right, more news. 100 related, Pete. Stay calm if you can, mate. And uh, uh, we're another man down for the um, Royal London One Day Cup because Dylan Pennington has been rewarded for his quality white ball performances for Worcestershire. He's been basically, he's been pilfered, stolen, bundled into the back of a van. And he's going to be on his way to the Birmingham Phoenix for the 100, which means that in the middle of the season, when things are getting saucy for Worcestershire, we will be without a few of our key men. So there'll be no Moeen Ali, no Pat Brown, no Ben Cox, no Ross Whiteley, and now no Dylan Pennington either. So that's a bit of a shame. It is, uh, but it's not the only 100 news, is it, this week? There was another weird story with the Australian women. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Oh, yes, that's right. There's a whole bunch of them. They aren't coming over. They're just not going to come and play. Yeah, and they were offered cash incentive, an extra £10,000 to, to stay on and play. There's some talk that it's obviously to do with COVID restrictions, but also there's the suggestion of you know pay pay gap between the men's and women's side. Uh, but I think only one of the side is staying on, having been given that, that extra signing on fee. So a bizarre story. Yeah, offered ten grand extra on top of their fee to come over to try and kickstart the tournament, um, but they're not doing it. Right, OK. Well, I suppose with no Daryl Butler... 
there's no wuss to watch. Only there is. Because one man, one legend, in the face of adversity, fills the massive Daryl Butler-shaped hole, and it is a big hole. Peter Stomberg, you're up on Worcestershire Watch. How are you feeling about it? Are you nervous? I am, but I'm going to give it a go. Uh, and I'm going to go controversial straight away. Daryl always likes good news pudding. I'm going to go good news starter. <laughs> okay. Hit me. Uh, second, second to an action today. Uh, they played the first day against Nottinghamshire. They finished 312 uh, for five. And I'm delighted to report that Jack Haynes is back and he's finished the day 156 not out. Oh, that feels good. Yeah. It does feel good. Very good. Nice to see him back at the crease and back amongst the runs. Um, and surely with a shout of a, a quick return to the first team, you would think. Yeah, well, quite well. The sooner the better, me old mate. That, yeah, that's great news. A big score on your return. Well, he's a class act, isn't he? That's good news. All right, lovely. What else have you got? Well, it goes downhill from here. Uh, Central Sparks <laughs> were back in action, and unfortunately they failed to use all their overs again as they were bowled out for 117 against the South East Stars, who, who chased it down relatively comfortably. Highlight, really. Um, Eve Jones at the top of the order held it together for the Sparks. Millie Home got 14. And unfortunately, Chloe Hill, who we're a big fan of, uh, she did a Daryl Butler impression and was run out for naught without facing a ball. Oh, Chloe. Oh, no. I mean, there are lots of things that we can admire Daryl Butler for, but running between the wickets isn't one of them. I hope it wasn't as calamitous as Daz's. Of course it wasn't. She's a proper cricketer. It's a disappointing start for things for the uh, for the Sparks in the, uh, in the T20s, but... Uh, but there we are. They're, they're missing players from international duty and such. But even so, you'd hope for a better start of things than that, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a very nice link to Very good work. Because uh, speaking of England women, they've played twice uh, against India women. They've played, uh, they've won one, lost one. Sarah Glenn probably had a better game in the defeat, actually, taking one for 26 off seven. But really, the two games were all about the India captain. She had a brilliant 75 to win the game for them second time round. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, do you know what? I didn't see any of it. I try and keep up with it. But with the, everything that was going on last week in the crazy world of sport, I didn't see any of it. That's bad, isn't it? It is, but uh, you've, you've got an opportunity to redeem yourself for next week, Jim. OK, I'll try, I'll try harder next time. I'm sorry, I wasn't... Daz is away. I haven't been keeping up with the women's game. I'm sorry. I'll take ownership of it now. I'll, I'll take some time after this podcast to think about my poor form. I will return to form next week, I promise. Um, I suppose, what's to watch? We've got a bit of Mo action? There is a very limited bit of Mo action. Um, he hasn't seen much, well, he's been playing, but he, he hasn't done much in the games. I think the first game out of three this week was the only one he really had a chance to contribute in. He took a wicket and scored 28 to help Joe Root guide England home. But, but realistically, he's not seen much action and the whole series has been, well, you said it was a waste of time last week and I think you're right. Yeah, and this is exactly what I said last week, Pete. As if that series was any less useful, their best players now will not be taking part. So England will hoof them comfortably and uh, basically be a bit of a waste of time. But there we are. Yeah, that was exactly it. The best players weren't there. The conditions were in England's favour. They won't in any way resemble anything to do with what we'll be dealing with uh, later in the year for major tournaments. Uh, Moeen was in the field, didn't bowl most of the time, did he? Barely got a bowl and batted at six. And he didn't bowl when Rashid was taking a bit of a tonkin as well, which... uh... Is even more disappointing, but there we go. England select him, put him in the team, don't bowl him, bat him at six, and we don't get the benefit at all. Free Moeen! Free Moeen! Free <laughs> Moeen! We should start a campaign. Anyway, less of that nonsense. Uh, Worcester Watch, I, I thought you filled in quite nicely, mate. Thanks, I'll take quite nicely. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look, Pete, as we know, you're a solid six in every category, in every category that matters anyway. Good on you. Um, as always, we will be back with more Hit for Six action. Um, Rachel Howes from Worcester Rapids will be in the Chamber of Doom a little bit later on. Um, but I suppose, mate, we should really get to the meaty part of the show. It was slightly less hectic this time round. Two games this week for Worcestershire in the T20 Blast. And, um, well, let's face it, things didn't start too well for the Rapids. We went to Old Trafford uh, and had a very, very difficult time of it. 159 for six Lancashire Lightning made in their first innings. We didn't even get close to it being bowled out for 125. But um, first things first, the bowling performance, Pete, what were your thoughts, mate? Well, I thought the tone was set, really, with the power play. Uh, Barnard dropped a, a relatively simple catch, although it did look like he was staring right into the, the sun. But he dropped Jennings early on, didn't he? There was another couple of misfields out in the deep. They sort of put on a, a good stand, really, first up. Then we pegged it back a little bit, and uh, Rob Jones, unfortunately, came in and a, a good 49 off 33 balls just to see him to to a par score. But if I've learned anything at my time at, uh, watching cricket, particularly domestic cricket, what I think is a pass score at Old Trafford, usually you have to take 20 or 30 off. Yeah, I mean, we, we, don't, we don't do well in Manchester, do we? We just don't do well up there. But yeah, I th- it, was, it, was a, it was frustrating because I thought Ben and Dylan Pennington bowled really nicely up front. I thought they caused problems for Alan and Jennings. And that dolly of a catch, Barnard dropped on the, um, on the boundary at deep square leg. He was staring right down the sun, but it was just at him. It was at him and it was in his belly. I mean, stick your shirt out and just, you know... Get it in the bread basket. Do you know what I mean? Like it was so frustrating early doors because because they bowled so nicely, back of a length, nipped it about a bit, and Alan and Jennings were all over the shop. There was one that just went over Dwarsh's head when he was fielding at mid-off. There were a couple of like skyers that just kept missing fielders, and the luck yeah. was in. Barnard dropped that catch. They thought our luck's in here, and they put their foot on the accelerator and they just played some shots. I thought we bowled okay. Um, I thought they batted okay. But those those sloppy those sloppy moments where we could have had them three down for next to nothing. We'd have them three down for twenty in the power play, but we couldn't take advantage of those chances. We didn't get much luck. Yeah, and that knock by Jones, yet again, our inability to bowl at the death hurt us. And uh, and Morris got smacked for twenty in the final over, um, which hurt. Worth noting though that Sody bowled well again, one for twenty four off his four overs. Um, he's pulled it back nicely after a uh, bit of a inconsistent middle spell, I think it's fair to say, isn't it, in the tournament? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I suppose the, the, the notable thing really is, as you'd expect at Old Trafford, the ball turns and Lancashire will have a side full of slow bowlers. Uh, we didn't see we didn't see Brett Dolivera bowl. Mitchell bowled a couple of overs and was reasonable. Sody bowled beautifully. No Dolivera, which thought, well, is there is there a tweak? Is there an injury there? Because statistically, he is the most economical T20 bowler we have even though it's a small sample size, but you'd have thought that wicket's ideal for him, but we didn't see him. No, I can't work this one out. Um, I don't know whether, I think I made a comment before, are they, are they just trying to free him up as a, an opening batsman and, and keep him free of bowling duties, you know, give him the odd over here and there, but pretty much he's in the side to well, bat and that's it. That's about the only thing I can think of. Well, it's weird, there was, it's only 20 overs. You don't have to bowl four overs. He's only got to chuck it 24 times. You know, it's not like, no, absolutely. He, he's not like going to protect his arm because he was doing a bit of boundary riding at one point and pinging it in so it's odd there's obviously a reason for it I tweeted Bradders about it and said is there something we're missing is there a niggle or an injury which means that he's got to limit it and of course 
he ignored me as most grown-ups will um <laughs> so we're still sort of none the wiser really as to why dolly didn't get a bowl but there we are one five nine for six it did feel i mean it, the jones knock was fabulous by the way 49 from 33 balls five fours and one six there was some good batting in there too and you felt even then that 160 was par didn't you we were kind of thinking this is very gettable it turned out it wasn't very gettable <laughs> 125 all out and look pete i get the feeling from the whatsapps that you weren't really emotionally invested in this no i've got to confess i turned it off pretty early i i, I just don't like watching worcestershire about an old traffic it's such a pathetic thing to say um but that that 53 all out has, has left a mark on me obviously and I think it was Parry and Croft that took us to pieces, and Croft is still in the side. So once we lost a couple of early, I, I kind of binned it off. <laughs> well, look, Daz isn't here. Pete's got post-traumatic stress disorder from previous visits to Lancashire, so I guess I'll have to do the heavy lifting. I mean, we didn't get close, and to be honest, we never looked like getting close. Dolavira, a, a juicy drive, well hit off Mahmood, that um, got caught smartly by Wells. He went for two, and then Libby came in and played... I think just an odd innings. He's he's upped his strike rate as a T20 cricketer. He's done a brilliant job of developing his game. But it was he scored 10, but it was so frenetic. And he was trying to move his feet and he was trying to launch the ball miles. It just looked like he was trying to be Ross Whiteley. And he's not Ross Whiteley. And it was just a well, really... Well, you mentioned this in the chat. And, and uh, he did this when he scored his 70. I, I just think that's how he plays 2020 cricket. He tries to be busy. He's not a six-hitter, but he tries to go a, a very much straight down the ground, uh, either over the bowler's head or, or straight back past him. Um, and if it's not straight down the ground, he tries to chip it over the keeper. So, yeah, just a very busy player. It seems like that, that's just the way he plays. Yeah, I just, it just seemed frenetic to me. It seemed a little bit chaotic. And I norm, I just normally associate him with being calm. And it's it just, he miscued one, didn't he? He miscued one, essentially trying to whack it over long off. Well, it's whack it over mid off. Uh, and it didn't come off. And it was it was troublesome from there on in. Mitchell made five. Um, the slow bowlers really started to strangle us. Vessels and Cox, who just bat well together and have batted well together during this tournament. And you felt like maybe we were back in it. We rebuilt a little bit. They put 20 odd on in pretty good time. But. As soon as Vessels went for 27, again, caught and bowled Hartley. He just felt that the end was nigh, and it was. It was 59 for three, became 59 for five, and then it was just a procession. Uh, Dwarshus and, and Sodi tried to swing the bat and get us somewhere near, but there was too much to do. We managed to get through 18 and a half overs, 125 all out. Mahmood, four for 25. Hartley, four for 16. A wicked apiece for Parkinson and Wells. Uh, we were just, I think we were just outplayed. Uh, we were out bowled, we were out batted, and we were out fielded, and it was a uh, it was a really disappointing showing after a really strong finish to last week. Yeah, I mean, you, you, there's not much you're going to do in a game, is there? If you get let two bowlers go eight for forty one. Yeah. Um. So there we are, and we, you know, again, we're in that position by which win a couple, lose a couple. It's up and down this game, as well. We know, but my goodness, we are up and down this year. But. Well, it was funny, really, because uh, we received uh, a tweet about the game and, and in that, that tweet, somebody said to us, you know, it need to win. And I completely agreed with that at the time. Um, and it felt like if we want, needed to win at least one, obviously two would be ideal. And it felt like the one we had to win was Lancashire, um, just with the positioning of the tables and, and where they were. But, but as it happened, one win in two has, has turned out all right for us with, with yeah. the way the week played out. Well, do you know what? A, it was nice. I mean, we talked about the the washout against North Ants, 
uh, week before last, is that it was nice to get back on the horse the, literally the next day and try and right a few wrongs. Because we, we, we took a bit of a beating there. Um, we just got outplayed. It happens. Um, so we travelled to Derbyshire Falcons um, at the Encora. The, is that, it's the Encora, isn't it? It is. The Encora County Ground in Derby. Um, and it was a cracking game of cricket. Um, it really was a cracking game of cricket. I'll say this, the live feed from Derbyshire, the camera, the director, whoever was deciding the camera angles, he was flicking them around every three seconds. I was getting dizzy to the point of seasick. Um, it was, and it, we found out that Derbyshire don't yet have super fast broadband because it kept glitching now and again, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so get, get on to BT, Derbyshire, sort it out. Um, other internet providers are available, of course. Um, so uh, we batted first, and well, really, I mean, it, it turned out to be a really good score, 167 for six, um, and contributions from everybody, uh, which was nice, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Got off to a good start. The, the very shot that Brett got out to against Lancashire, he managed to cream through the covers for four this time, just goes to show what a funny old game it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brett, Brett anchored it all down with a brilliant 43 off, off 33 balls. And then there were just contributions from everyone, really. Uh, Barnard at the end, I thought, you know, he got 15 off 12, but it felt like he was trying to, trying to hit it too hard, trying to be too clever. Um, it felt like we could have got more, but I think if you just said to us we would have posted around 170, that felt okay. Yeah, it's, it's a shortish ground. Uh, and, you know, we started aggressive. Um, I thought Derbyshire bowled poorly up front. I mean, Dernbach bowled nicely, but, but Van Beek, he wasn't great. And I didn't think Hudson Prentice were too, was too smart either. Uh, you know, th- there was a lot of loose deliveries. Um, we need to tip our hat as well to Agent Scrimshaw, who didn't take a wicket, went for 22. Yeah, that was very kind of him, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, they, I mean, they didn't bowl great up top, but after the after the power play and when uh, when the pace came off, uh, it was tricky. And, and Jay Dernbach, I was, I, I was thinking only last week, what's that, what happened to Jay Dernbach? It turns out we know the answer. He plays for Derbyshire. But yes, um, as you pointed out, Pete, Dolivera, he anchored that innings beautifully. 43 from 33 balls, six fours. Uh, Vessels only scored 17, but he wasn't mucking about. Did it in 12 balls, hit three boundaries. Cox, I mean, he's turning into a real stalwart, isn't he? 30 from him off 27 and Whiteley 37 from 21. A couple of fours and two sixes. He was caught by Van Beek off Critchley right out on the boundary. At that point, he was looking to open the taps. And uh, and we were just shy of 150 with a, well three overs to go. And you thought, if Whiteley stays in till the end, we could be pushing 190 here and looking really good. But um, he got caught brilliantly out on the boundary. And yeah, you're right about Barnard. All the things that we like about him, he's industrious, he's creative, he's brave. But yeah, he just seemed like he was trying to do too much. Yeah, it, it felt like he was trying to deliver the ball back to New Road with one, one swing. <laughs> yeah. um, and sometimes just, you know, just playing a bit more sensibly. Playing, not, we don't say play cricket shots because it's T20 cricket, but you know what I mean. Uh, you can pick up the runs, pick up the twos. Uh, yes, obviously, it's all about boundaries, particularly in the latter over. But yeah, it just just felt like it was it was just too trying to hit it too hard. Like I said, it wasn't it wasn't an easy ball to time, was it? The, the wicket was difficult for timing. You had to sort of you had to find your way a little bit and and get the pace of it. And yeah, he, he felt a little bit like because he, he's got all of the shots. He just tried to play all of the shots, and he just tried to whack the you know the casing off the ball. Uh, it still it felt like at one six seven. I wasn't in love with that score, but you feel like Worcestershire can defend almost anything if they're on their game Worcestershire can defend almost anything 
Uh, Jay Dern match, by the way, it's worth a shout. He bowled beautifully. Uh, three for 23 he got. And uh, Matt Critchley, the, the leggy. I really like him as a cricketer. I was singing his praises in the four-day form of the game. He bowled four overs, two for 20. And he was gutsy because he, he bowled quite a few overs a little bit later on as well. The reply, Pete, it didn't get off to the greatest of starts, did it? We got we got knocked all over the shop. They bought 50 up in no time. Yeah, it was a funny one, wasn't it? You you made some comments in the chat about, you know, we're in trouble here, you fear the worst. I was a little bit calmer because for me, it felt like um, a game of, of spin and what was going to happen when the pace came off the ball. But then I also thought Anderson was a rubbish cricketer, so what do I know? Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Early on, you, you sort of went a little bit nervy because they were rattling along at 10 and over. And, and they look comfortable doing it. Well, certainly one of them did. You're being very polite here, Pete. Yeah, you were the voice of reason and you were absolutely right. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I thought, bloody hell, the game's gone here. I thought the game has gone after five overs because uh, Reese, he was just, he, from the outset, we had Worcestershire really struggled to get the pace of the wicket and, and to time the ball. And it was, a, and it was a, a gritty 167. It wasn't a flowing, glorious 167. There were times when when um, Cox and Whiteley looked to free themselves a little bit. But Lewis Reese, he was just middling it from the outset. From ball one, he was just on it and timing everything. He made 39 from 27 balls, five fours and a six. Uh, and his um, his opening partner, Harry Kane, he got he got a runner ball, essentially a runner ball 20-odd. Um, and so he was just sort of playing the, the mainstay role. And we looked in real trouble. We, 55 came up in just over five overs. But I, I suppose what was really important is that first wicket, last ball of the power play, Charlie Morris. He's been knocked about the option, that the, the, the death, um, when he's been bowling. But in the middle part of the innings, it, not only has he been economical and bowled smartly, he's been taking wickets as well. Yeah, I think the thing we've said about Morris is that when he's pitching the ball up and he's, and he's varying his pace, he, he looks like a real handful. It seems to me the issue is when he just sort of drags it short or he gets uh, a couple of consecutive boundaries and, and he starts to overthink it, I think, and then he starts to, to bang in short balls and what have you, and, and the line goes as well. But when he's pitching it up and when he's varying it, he looks really dangerous. Yeah, it's almost like it's just every now and again his brain goes, oh, I'm a fast bowler. I'm like, no, stop it. Don't do that. Don't do that. Stop thinking like, <laughs> stop thinking like a pace bowler. Don't bang it in because you're going to go the distance. And then he bangs it in and he goes the distance. And it's... Uh, I know, and in fairness, he's bowling at the death and he, he's been taken for a fair few. But then if Pat Brown's knocking about, he'd be doing that job. So uh, someone's got to do it. But yeah, he, he bowled beautifully. The power play hits. And I tell you what, I mean, Sodi and Mitchell absolutely strangled them, didn't they? And Dolly got a couple of overs in. Only went for 12 off his two. His first over in particular was really good. Uh, but yeah, Sodi was was brilliant. He was pick of it. You don't like him bowling the seventeenth, do you? Because he seems to get tapped every week. But, well, he, I think he did. The three he overs he, he got, bowled was superb. He got three overs, one for thirteen, and then he bought. They he always bowls the sixteenth or seventeenth over, and it always goes for 10, 15, 20 runs. I don't know why they do it. It's weird. It's like, we'll hold one back and we'll let him get some act. He still turned out with um, uh, four overs, one for twenty eight, which is a fabulous effort. Mitchell three overs, one for seventeen. Dolly two overs, naught for twelve. And we took the pace off. And it was almost the point which I don't care if we don't take any wickets because the run rate was fabulous. We kept them to five, sixes and sevens for 10 overs. And we just shut yeah. them down. 
they needed that big over, didn't they? They needed one over in the last three or four. And the, the one they targeted really was Morris. And he came up trumps and took a couple of wickets. And, and that was it. Ben had the easy task of just keep your foot behind the line and, and bowl it straight and you've won the game. Morris bowled the, um, Morris bowled the 19th over. And we kind of feared the worst. We were kind of like, it seemed like a wicket for Morris, but we're worried about his head going under pressure and batsmen, when batsmen come after him. He didn't start the over well. Uh, he bowled a leg, a, a leg stump half volley early doors but he got the wicket and he got out of the over brilliantly you know rolling rolling his finger over the over the top of the ball for his cutters and everything else and they couldn't get him away and that's going to do wonders hopefully for his confidence um so yeah he uh, morris, morris was fabulous having had a very difficult day the day before three for 21 he took i mean you look at all of these figures they're fabulous barnard two overs one for 14 wickets shared around Dwarsh's um, four overs, one for thirty-four, and it's only one for thirty-four because he got a bit of tap in the last over, which and they were never going to get the runs. It was just one of those where uh, they swung the bat at the end, didn't they? And they so, did. I think you summed it up brilliantly at the start. You know, it was just a, a great game of cricket, really nip and tuck. It's it's what we we love about T Twenty cricket. Um, you know, those of us were, were a bit ropey about it when it first started, but yeah, that those are the sorts of games that Twenty Twenty cricket is about. You don't really know who's got it, you think it's going one way and it swings back and, and it was only really in the last couple of overs that it became clear. So yeah, great, great game of cricket. Absolutely loved it. Everyone contributed. There were wickets shared about. There was some quality cricket. There was some ropey cricket and everything else. But yeah, yeah, it was just, it was good fun and it was a really good team performance from Worcestershire as well, um, which, uh, which is what we're all about. So, you know, yet again, 24 hours ago, it was all rather bleak and we're like, how how is this happening again? How are we how are we falling into pitfalls? How is our run rate, net run rate in this tournament so utterly abject? And then you come away with a performance like that. And yeah, it was it was just it was really, really joyous to watch not very much happen. That's the beauty of cricket. Not very much happened for about ten overs and it was great. It was just Sodium, Sodium Mitchell squeezing the life out of them. I've got a suggestion for you, though, mate. We obviously pick our pair of the week these days for the Vitality Blast, and difficult one to call because it was two contrasting games. Cox, really good shout with his two two good knocks. But I'm going to go a little bit controversial because in terms of the games itself, he didn't do a great deal. But how about Daryl Mitchell as pair of the week for taking his 100th T20 wicket? Wow, OK. Do you know what? I wasn't expecting that. I mean, what you've done there, mate, is you've gone for... I mean, you've gone nostalgic there. You're tugging at the heartstrings. Because let's actually... Let's look at what Daryl Mitchell did. Two overs, not for 15 against Lancashire. With the bat, he scored five, right? Now, for Worcestershire, in the first innings, he got two not out from two balls. Absolutely brilliant. Two great shots. (laughs) You'd have been proud of those, Pete. And he bowled three overs, one for 17. I mean, those numbers aren't great, are they? I mean, it's a it's a gutsy call, Pete. I have I have gone for the heartstrings here. Okay, all right. Here's here's my counterpoint. Ben Cox, thirty six from thirty balls against Lancashire, and against Derbyshire, on a wicket that was difficult to time, he scored thirty valuable runs. <sighs> Mate, I tell you what, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, Morris I'm Morris happy. three Morris three for twenty one, but then he was dreadful against Lancashire. I mean, Sodi, I think Sodi's had two good games. I'm umming and ahhing here. Uh, do you know what, Pete? I'm with you. I'm with you. It's so difficult to call. It is so difficult to call for various different reasons. Ben bowled well again. Um, Dolly scored runs. I'm with you. Daryl Mitchell, having him back in the side, has coincided with us winning three out of the last four. Um, yeah. And he's bowled nicely. He's Mr. Worcestershire, isn't he, DM? I mean, Pete, it's done. The pair of the week, Daryl Mitchell. Um, and speaking of Daryls, 
Should we give him a ring in a bit and see if we can get him on the show? We'll try and we'll try and interrupt his uh, his training session. What do you reckon? Well, if if I know Daz, uh, he's probably been off training. He's been sat watching them for a while, just waiting for his <laughs> phone to go off. So it's probably probably I'll bet you will answer. He's probably going. Why haven't they phoned me? God, they must be so empty and lost without me. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. We'll try it. Right. Let's let's uh, let's round things off. We'll have a little look at the table uh, and um, see how things lie, and we'll see if we can get Daz on the blower. Um, right. Vitality Blast. Uh, Nottinghamshire Outlaws, the kings of ties. They've played eleven games. They've tied three of them. The Lunatics, but they've also won seven, and that's why they're top seventeen points. T- Yorkshire t- Vikings. They've uh, played eleven as well, fifteen points. And would you believe it? Worcestershire Rapids played 11 1 5, 12 yes. points. Um, we have the worst net run rate of all of the teams, but we are third. Uh, Durham are currently in the fourth spot, just about on run rate from Birmingham Bears. They've both played 11 with 11 points. The Lightning played 11 10 points. Steelbacks played 11 9 points. Uh, blimey, uh, those seven teams, it's tight at the top. I mean, really, what we should have done is give pair of the week to the Nottinghamshire bowling attack for rolling Warwickshire over cheaply and, and letting us jump into third. But uh, Yeah, well, I yeah. tell you, Thursday was dreamy, wasn't it? Because the Bears got done and Lancashire Lightning got done and Worcestershire said, thanks very much. If you don't want it, we'll have it and we'll leapfrog you third place. Uh, Daryl's got to be loving that. Uh, we'll get his reaction in a minute. In the other group, we'll have a quick look. It's, it's always tight, isn't it? So Kent Spitfires played 11, 1-7, 15 points, Somerset. Played 11, 14 points. Surrey played 12, 13, and Sussex Sharks played 11, 13 points. So they are the teams in the quarterfinal berth positions as it stands. I'm sure it will change plenty in the coming week and a half. Um, right, okay, let's try and get Dazza on the phone. <laughs> this is quite fun. Hello, chaps. Daryl Butler, hello. How are we? <laughs> I'm all right, mate. This is exciting. Oh, I'm excited too. Right. Well, firstly, let's let's get down to business. Me and Pete have just been dissecting the Worcestershire games, but we've got more pressing admin to take care of. How's the training session gone? Absolutely fantastic. I didn't really, I didn't make an idiot myself. I didn't fall over. Yeah. Uh, I didn't drop much, um, and I don't think anyone got me out. Have you learned how to run between the wickets? Uh, yeah, on my own. Yeah. <laughs> have you? Uh, and you've got you've got a big game on Thursday. You got some T Twenty action, right? T20 action against a team from it's um, from Birmingham University. Yeah, looking forward to that. Um, so, um, Daz, we just thought we'd quickly we'll quickly get you on the blower because why not? Um, why we not? have we have got a Warwickshire slash Birmingham triple header on our hands. We've got two games oh. coming up this week. We've got uh, Rapids versus Bears back to back in the T20, and then we've got the Red Bull game later next week. So. You've got tickets to the game at New Road oh, on Friday. Wait, it's a huge game, that, isn't it? I, th- I think we-, we probably need two wins, don't we? What do you think? At the last three, uh, um, I think us to beat Leicester, and then I think we need one, one, one of the. I think if we beat them on Friday, I think we go through. I like uh, that. That's confident. I like it. I mean, yeah, we've got to win at least one against Birmingham, haven't we? And yeah, uh, I think I think we win one Birmingham. I back us to beat Leicester last game if we need to to win it. I back us all day long. This right. one's probably the one because they're, they're. I think they're. Is Bradface still going to be out? Do we think that was COVID, wasn't it? So what? he could still be out. They could be missing a couple of players for this first one. So this could be the chance to to, to, to get the two. Oh, points what's in, what's in, that, Daz? That was a train. <laughs> are you at the Are you at the train station? I'm on the train. You're I'm on the train, train home. 
<laughs> okay. I'm trying to get on the uh, get on the train. All right. Well, this could this could cut out at any time. I like it. It's uh, it's <laughs> on a pair out in the community. Um, it's got to be exciting, isn't it? This is going to be a local derby. The first chance for anybody to get to a local derby oh, in two years. I yeah, agree with that yeah. as well. I think two two wins out of the last three is is got to be the target. You know, you'd want to try and beat the rivals at home. We always joke about our annual win at Edgebaston, but take care of business at home. Back yourself to beat Leicestershire. And, you know, the, the main thing about it is is that qualification for the quarterfinals is in our hands, and that's all we could ask for, particularly after a, a dodgy middle spell. Yeah, and I mean, the Bears really, they're kind of like us. I mean, there's a, again, there's a good side in there somewhere, but you've got no idea what they're going to bring because they've got a propensity, rather like us, to get skittled for not very many at all if they're in the well, mood. I was, I was lucky enough to have a freebie to Edgebaston on Friday and watch them get skittled for not many at all. So that was a, that was a great bit of fun. And they were absolutely terrible. But it <laughs> 170-odd, wasn't it? 180-something like that. And they, I don't know, just totally lost their heads. Yeah. Jake and Paul absolutely ripped them apart. And then they lost their heads and started swinging at everything and um, ended up 19-5. to five. Game over, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet you were absolutely <laughs> heartbroken at that, Daz, weren't you? I was with a load of Bears mates as well. So <laughs> I wasn't giving them any stick. No, did you? I wasn't rubbing um... it in. And, and I, I mean, because I didn't know, you know, obviously you, you think... Obviously, Worcestershire's your first team, and then everybody, anybody playing Warwickshire is your second team. But of course, Notts usually have that idiot opening the batting, and when he wasn't in the lineup, I thought, right, I'm definitely going for Notts. So. <laughs> <laughs> did you uh, did you do the honourable thing, and um, did you give him a song while you were there, Tiger? I, I, I had a little little Worcestershire la 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 at the end of the game. Good on you. I'm fine, safe. I, you're a brave man, Daz, and more power to you because me and me and Peter de Somburg, we're hiding. That's what we're doing. We're hiding. But you're standing tall and representing, and that's Absolutely. why we love you. Right. I think it was the free beer I had with it that uh, gave me a bit of um, confidence, shall we say. Yeah. <laughs> A couple of pints of beer and it's basically a suit of armour, isn't it? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Daz, it's good to have you. It's not so good to have the train in the background. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's all right, son. Well, look, um, get yourself home safe and get yourself back on the pod next week. It's just me and Pete. We don't know what we're doing. I oh, know, I know, I know. Uh, well, Pete, I think, did Pete take over Worcestershire this week? Did he do a good job of it? Uh, mate, I told you, he's a solid six out of ten in every category. It was a, oh, it was a yeah. solid Worcester watch. It was all okay. Um, I bet it but, was safe and, and steady, but um, nothing to get excited about. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. Remem- yeah. I remembered Moen Ali played for us for a start. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was a point, another pointless series, that wasn't it? Oh, you're blind. Mate, we've covered it. We've covered it. I mean, Lovely you're job. on point. Even when you're not here, you're in tune, and that's why we <laughs> dig you. Great stuff. Okay, right. boys, I am going to carry on with my train journey, and uh, I will see you next week. Yeah, I'll see you next week, Tiger. I'll tell you all about our massive win at home to the Bears. You're on. Come on, you Bears. <laughs> see you soon. Football's coming home. See you. <laughs> see you, Daz. See you later. Bye-bye. Right. Five pounds says he falls asleep and misses his stop. <laughs> I would take that bet. Hey, so that's a first. We've managed to do a full cast podcast even though one of us was on a train coming back from cricket. Who would have thought, Pete, of all of us to be at cricket training and therefore not present for our podcast, it would be Daz. No one saw that coming. Uh- <laughs> I know. Every time I think about it, 
it just absolutely baffles me. But it is a great news story to come out of this podcast that does is, is doing really well in that team and, and good luck to him and, and long may it continue. Yeah, it's a beautiful and wonderful thing, not least for the fact that there's a very small but very real chance that we might not have custody of Daryl Butler anymore. We might be able to palm <laughs> him off to the Unicorns family and they can deal with whatever it is that goes on with Daz. Um, so there we are, Daryl Butler from from Birmingham. Um, and he's got a ticket to, to uh, Worcestershire versus Birmingham. So we'll look forward to his views and thoughts and all the nonsense that comes with him next week. God bless you, Daz. Um, we're not doing this this week. Because too much has gone on. We can't really remember what's happened. And we're all really tired. So uh, we'll get back to that sort of caper next week when we're full strength and our memories can handle it. Right, I suppose then, Pete, we better crack on with uh, possibly the greatest feature in the history of cricket podcasts. Hit for six. Yeah, who have we got this week? Um, this week we have got Rachel Howes. She was nominated by Jess Humby. So um, we'll see how she gets on in the Chamber of Doom. I meant to ask you about that. I was listening back to the podcast and she said something at the very end. It sounded like got the vicar or something like that. What, what did oh, she say? Oh, well, yeah. Jace, um, Jess Humby, yeah. She, she nominated Rachel Howes and she said this. I'm going to nominate Rachel Howes. Good luck, vicar. <laughs> Um, so uh, I'll try and get to the bottom of why uh, she's called uh, the vicar I'll get back to you Pete but for the time being let's find out how she got on when we asked her all kinds of stupid questions in Hit for Six Welcome to Hit for Six please state your name and team role Rachel Howes batter fielder What is your proudest cricketing moment? Proudest cricketing moment would be scoring 180 in a 48 game. Who is your sporting hero? A sporting hero would be Kate Richardson Walsh for her pure resilience, determination to sport, her um, fact that she played with a fractured cheekbone for in the quarterfinals of the Olympics, um, an overall hero. The game at the weekend is called off. You are free to do as you please. What do you do? Definitely a round of golf. Love a round of golf. You are stuck in a lift for five hours. Pick a teammate to spend that time with and tell us why. I'd spend my time with Flora Bertwistle, our experts dinner. She'd make me laugh and she'd probably try and figure out how we can get out for five hours. But she'd make me laugh the whole time. So I'd choose Flora. You have to perform a three-minute dance routine on The One Show. Because your life depends on it, what song do you dance to? a tough question um the one that's coming to mind is um want to dance with somebody that one or um maybe no i'll go with that or want to dance with somebody if you were a robot and i knew you were a robot but you didn't know you were a robot would you want me to tell you <laughs> um i think if i was if i was really special and i was doing good things then no don't tell me a robot if I'm a bad robot, tell me I'm a bad robot and then I'll change it. <laughs> if you were a robot and I knew you were a robot but you didn't know you were a robot, would you want me to tell you? I think if I was a good robot, I was a talented robot, you don't need to tell me, I'll just carry on. If I was a bad robot, tell me and I'll be better. If you were a robot and I knew you were a robot but you didn't know you were a robot, would you want me to tell you? If I was a talented robot, a good robot, then you don't need to tell me. 
I'll crack on. If not, a bad robot, then let me know. Thank you for playing Hit for Six. Please nominate a new player. Georgie Macy. Right, so, Pete, what we've learnt there is the Hit for Six chamber... Well, it doesn't muck about. If you don't give a straight answer to a simple question like the robot question, they'll just ask it again and again and again. And, uh, you know, it's a tough place to go. I don't know if many people could handle the pressure of being in the hit for six chamber. So uh, It was absolutely relentless. A bit like the person who came up with the feature, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair point. But I tell you what, 180 in 40 over game. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's four and a half and over on your own for the entire innings. I mean, it, it, uh, yeah, I was floored by that answer as when she when she said it. I think a bit like the uh, performance last week. We're going to need some more details. Have we got we got fours and sixes. Have we got estimates on uh, on how she did it. I'm guessing not. Uh, they don't keep those level of stats. I mean, yeah, that's if, magnificent. If you're hitting 180 in 40 overs, you're doing that. You've got to be doing that in boundaries because you'd be knackered. Imagine that. I mean, well, that's, that's an astonishing effort, and more power to it. I also got the feeling she's quite a, you know, she's a, she's an impressive lady, you know, she's a, a efficient and effective again. You know, the, the, that's the thing about top end sports humans, isn't it? They're kind of efficient and effective, not flustered at all by the stupidity of basically what I've put them through. And uh, if you want an answer, why is she called the vicar? I know the answer. They call her the vicar because apparently, whilst watching a game with the team when, when they were batting, she kept saying, "Oh my god." Oh, God. <laughs> and so it was, the, it was the relentless calls to a deity, and they are like, well, basically, must be clergy. There you are, vicar. So there we are, Rachel House. She, known as the vicar, she's an absolute one-day machine. Uh, and Flora Butterwhistle sounds like she's good fun, man. I'm, I'm all for the spinners' union. Um, it'd be great to get her on the pod at some point. There's lots of things that should happen with this podcast, but it requires an element of organisation, and that's... That's not really my strong point, is it? As no, you Jim, so wish or not. not your strong point, and that's why I'm here. That's well, this Captain Brearley, that's why I need you. I mean, God help us, it feels like we need Daz as well, and that's a worrying thought. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Quick, move on. Okay, very well. Let's, well let's, let's, I suppose, let's move on to the end of the show, Pete, <laughs> because that's all I've got, unless you've got anything more. I do, actually. Uh, we had a tweet in earlier in the week from Mr Ferguson, who actually went to the Lancashire game. And he said oh, that yeah. while he was while he was at the Lancashire game uh, previously, he saw the best catch he'd ever seen, and that was Ed Barnard. That got me thinking about. Well, I mean, well, Ed. first and foremost, it's just a miracle he saw Ed Barnard catch a ball at Old Trafford because he couldn't manage <laughs> it this week, could he? Anyway, sorry, as you were, Pete. But that got me thinking. Um, best catch—that's got to be a, in any other business topic, hasn't it? Best yeah. catch you've seen in cricket. A great shout, as it. I mean. For anyone who's new to the podcast, we do a four a four day version of this, and this is our T Twenty. Obviously, depending on the competition, in the four day version, we've got any other business where we just discuss stuff that we like. It could be anything from favourite grounds to um, players' names that sound like food. Just weird stuff we like to talk about. And so that would be a great any other business favourite catch. Is it favourite catch ever? Like what's such a catch or favourite catch we've seen live in the flesh? Or I think it's got to miss- be seen seen live in the flesh. Okay, fair shakes. We'll we'll make a note of that. Mr. Ferguson, we are with you. And great Twitter work by Mr. Ferguson as well, because he was there just drinking fizz, just looking like an absolute <laughs> dude. Just there, yeah, I'll just go up to Lancashire. Who cares? It's midweek. It's a school night. I'd, I'll do what I want. I'll put my pear shirt on. I've got my sunglasses. I've got my bottle of fizz. 
I do not care. Mr. Ferguson, we dig you. Um, right, we'll take care of that in due course, but let's get out of here. It's weird not doing it with Daz, but Pete, I still feel safe with you. Do you know what I mean? I just feel comfortable knowing you're there. You're like an audio hug. I feel safe with me here as well, Jim. Well done, Tiger. Right, let's get out of Dodge. We'll see you next week for more of the same. Peace. <laughs>